Hello, welcome to the next report podcast covering Unix and Overlook pop culture. I'm Thomas, and I'm Stephen. Um, we are here today to start a brand new journey of sorts. It's going to start out kind of slow and simple and all that good stuff, and then if it picks up, we'll keep going. I'm the guy that covers free and open source software, conspiracy theories, and that sort of stuff, and Steven covers a lot of other cool stuff. Well, I'm a giant nerd. I'm into pro wrestling, British sci-fi, programming, you know, movies, pretty much anything else. Like, uh, we'll go ahead and just consider it the uh, the overlooked pop culture aspect of everything. So, basically stuff that gets misrepresented by, you know, national newspapers, uh, national television... We talk about and give a fair shake here. And speaking of which, we're going to dive right in because, to be honest, this is probably one of the reasons why podcasts such as these and websites such as thenextreport.com exists today is because traditional media is not getting with the times. Yeah, recently, uh, here at about the end of January, early February, um, there, we, there's been this has been going on for a while, but there was a recent thing where Cartoon Network and Warner Brothers decided to axe one of their uh, more popular shows, and it's a uh, DC Comics related show called Young Justice. And then people found out immediately afterwards that they're also going to axe a Green Lantern related show, uh, Green Lantern the animated series. The official reason for them doing this, uh, people have figured, um, just from listening to some of the artists and such involved and uh, that noise behind me is a train so hopefully that doesn't ruin our train of thought no <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no anyway so they basically uh, decided that because the toys didn't sell well that they would go ahead and cancel this show both shows entirely funny thing is is uh, the the Green Lantern TV show doesn't actually have toys because Warner Brothers was afraid that the toys for that show were going to somehow dip into the movie toy sales. And the Young Justice toys cost about $12 each, and they had a gimmick in there where you were supposed to collect them all to build the, uh, the, the watchtower, the base that they're in. So no one was going to buy those for a little 4-inch G.I. Joe-sized toys. Wow, that's... Man, that's just pretty bad. I, I remember when action figures back then cost about like, you know, three twenty six, maybe four dollars five at the most. Oh yeah, I mean you could get like the, the the only toys I would get that would cost like eleven bucks would be like the Todd McFarlane huge things. But like a little G.I. Joe size. I know money's not worth as much now, but that, there comes a point where it's stupid to buy something that expensive, you know? especially if it you don't get much from it or anything like that. Um, I'm actually... I've heard of another instance. Um, for those of you who watch True TV or try to, uh, Conspiracy Theory, a show that Jesse Ventura does, they've been... Time Warner's been screwing around with Season 3 as of late. Yeah. Um, one week the show would be on. You know, one day at one time, next week they just moved around and everything else, uh, he was on the Alex Jones show talking about it and, and even mentioned the fact that he uh, 
has to basically sick his lawyers on these people now because he's not even being at the time of the show he was he wasn't even he yet he was still wait everybody else got paid but they didn't pay him yeah that's a that's a good call through TV that's like uh you know with a channel like that the only thing people really watch on there I mean I, I could be wrong but the last time when I had cable still True TV seemingly was nothing but cast-off shows from, like, the Learning Channel stuff where it was, like, about Jack the Ripper or something or some kind of true crime-type show from leftovers from when it used to be Court TV. And then you also had, like, reruns of, like, reality shows, basically. I, I, you know, I don't understand why the people from TV are doing this as late. And I'm guessing this is just part of the reason why more and more people just aren't watching television anymore or they're going to other alternatives oh yeah no, i think most of it's fundamentally uh, these tv executives don't understand they still use nielsen ratings which is your main problem you know they're gonna they have these uh you know they've been using the nielsen ratings since the 50s the problem with it now is you know there's so many channels and people don't watch stuff live anymore they people don't go out of their ways to like go home and say oh i need to watch you know, The Simpsons, where, because everyone has DVRs, you have Hulu, you have Netflix, you have ways to watch it online, there's, you know, gray market, gray areas, ways where people can watch streaming stuff, you know, technically illegally. People aren't watching stuff, and when you still base, so basically what's happening is the people that are, and I'm not, you know, I'm kind of generalizing here, but the people that are too old, or the people that don't have the tech savviness, are the ones determining what we watch on TV. You know, case in point, there's a show on NBC called Community that is, you know, it's not super popular with everyone, but it's uh, been dictated, it has had a lot of problems because it's, the direction of the show has been dictated by Nielsen ratings, and people, you know, the show hasn't been allowed to grow, and it's been much like the Jesse Ventura show, they've they tried to basically cancel it by moving it around on the net, the slots, and recently they were going to put it on Friday nights, which is the death slot for any TV show, basically. So what happened with that? I, I, I understand that uh, people got upset about that. Well, yeah, they, they basically, with Community, they had a... Well, like, part of the way through Community, they were having trouble because uh, Dan Harmon, the guy that created it, used to be a comic book writer... He had some issues with Chevy Chase, who, in typical Chevy Chase fashion, uh, you know, tries to run everything he's part of and hates everyone, and everybody doesn't, you know, he rubs everybody the wrong way. Well, he basically uh, got the the, net, the executives listened to Chevy Chase instead of Dan Harmon, and they were worried that Chase was going to walk, so they ended up, uh, it, like, season two, halfway through, they put the show on, or no, season three, they put the show on hiatus for six months. And when they brought it back, they moved its time slot, and it didn't get very good ratings because by that time people had forgotten that the you know oh yeah there's still half a season left. And then also, uh, right at the end of the season, they fired Dan Harmon, and then lo and behold, this current season that they're airing, they uh, well, there's more to it I guess that they were going to air season four, which is half of a season, in October, and then like a week before it was supposed to air, they decided oh no we're not going to air it in uh, in October anymore. So, they are. They just now have started airing the this season, and it's messed up because you know it was supposed to air in October. So these current episodes going out in February have Halloween themes to them and stuff like that. Oh, wow! And 
it seems like they might be trying to, to give it a better shot because the ratings did go up. People are taking to Twitter. Um, there's a whole lot of a campaign for it and everything, but still, it's just kind of ridiculous that they're doing that to a show. You know, it's always been said that had Seinfeld, had they listened to the ratings for season one, Seinfeld would have been canceled after season one because it did horribly, but they let it, you know, keep going, and eventually it was the highest rated show on that network. But today they just don't do that. Um, it's Twitter. Um, there's also another campaign to save, um, on Facebook to save the uh, shows you talked about earlier, Young Justice and what have you. Oh yeah, there's a there's a lot of fans that have been. Um, they're trying to do what what they what they've done for a long time, where they're starting to mail um, bottles of soda to uh, Cartoon Network's office because in the past, like they've done stuff where they mailed uh, bags of nuts because of the show Jericho and some other stuff like that. And basically, the, the concept is just to like, completely clog up their mail system with just crap that you're mailing them, basically, as a protest. But they've also done, you know, they've been going to Amazon and actually buying the toys and the DVDs and stuff, and they've been going on there and spreading it via Twitter. So the fans seem to be making a difference. It's just now it's in Cartoon Network's court as to whether they're going to, you know, listen to the fans or they're going to keep having, you know, Shaquille O'Neal hosted live-action basketball shows and crap that no one really cares about except for maybe 10-year-old children. Ah, uh, Shaquille O'Neal. I'm sorry, he... I'm not interested in basketball. What? You mean, I mean, Kazam. That was a that was a good movie. I enjoyed Kazam. But... <laughs> was that the name of that? That that genie movie he was in? Shazam. No, 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 Shazam. no not, not Shazam. I think it, it was, was Kazam. Kazam. I am Kazam. Oh. Yeah. I I mean it it was entertaining to watch, especially with the latent product placements, but uh there are times when you look back at somebody and go, dude, no. Let somebody else have that torch. Move on with your life. Please. Well I think the problem with that network and like a lot of them is they're listening. They, for whatever reason, like Cartoon Network honestly needs to not be called Cartoon Network because they've had so many, you know, they still have some popular shows like Adventure Time and Regular Show and stuff, but for the most part, they uh, they don't know how to market their stuff correctly, and they have so many live action shows, they're either trying to be like Nickelodeon Junior, or they're trying to, you know, stealth rebrand their network into like a kid's channel or something, which is fine, but don't, you know, call it Cartoon Network at that point. And I think the problem with, like, Young Justice and Green Lantern is they had them on at, uh, like, 9 a.m. on Saturday morning, and their entire audience are people my age, because they're written in such a way to where you you actually have dramatic stuff in there. Like, you actually find out in one of the episodes that a character named Speedy, who's like the Robin to Green Arrow, more or less, you know, Batman Robin and Green Arrow and Speedy, they're, it's a sidekick, he ends up, like having problems and ends up disappearing for a while and then when you, he reappears in the show you find out that he has an illegitimate child basically and stuff and, you know that's kind of heavy for 9 o'clock a.m. on a Saturday oh <laughs> yeah kind of but that you know but then again with Batman Beyond there were some adult you know, undertones in it as well oh yeah and that wasn't too much of a problem I think Warner Brothers just has a lot of trouble dealing with their stuff like that because I mean, Warner Brothers literally at one point tried to make a show. When you you said that Warner Brothers was in charge of the True TV also, didn't you? Or was it? I think it was Time Warner. Or Time Warner. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably 
uh, but they uh, before the Green Lantern movie came out, they literally were proposing a Green Lantern movie where it was Jack Black as the Green Lantern using his ring to make penis shapes and stuff. So this is the company that you know we're putting in charge of this stuff. <laughs> Luckily, that got vetoed. And, you know that'll go down along with the Nicolas Cage Bat uh, Superman movie as horrible ideas that never happened. But still, there's somebody on Kickstarter wanting to do a documentary about how it failed, and oh man, and I'm like, I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself, dude, um, Kevin Smith already <laughs> talked about it, and one of the little things, you know, I can't remember what it was called, it's but he's evening with Kevin Smith he, talks about the giant spider. <laughs> For people that don't know, uh, Kevin Smith was originally brought into write the Superman movie that got aborted, and it was going to be directed by Tim Burton, starring at the time when Smith was on it, I think it was uh, Sean Penn was going to play Superman, and it basically was Superman running around without a cape, fighting giant spiders and bears and crap. <laughs> and and, and the, the guy the guy mentioned it, it was the only Superman movie to feature Brainiac as a supervillain, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I thought it was I thought it was more like a giant spider robot that, <laughs> that appears in Wild Wild West. And... Lo and behold, the guy that produced that movie was the guy that produced Wild Wild West. So he finally got his uh, giant spider movie. Uh, I need to look it up if he's in. There's a movie that kind of like Snakes on a Plane that they just announced called Big Ass Spider. I honestly I need to look to see if he has anything to do with what? that movie. Well, it's like some big. Sp- I didn't watch the trailer. I just kind of laughed at it. But it's like a, a huge spider attacking a city. And the name of the movie is literally "Big Ass Spider." <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, that's man. Uh, with movies like that, who needs theaters, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, man. Oh man. So, um, wow. So, like you were talking about Nielsen ratings. Um, and how how uh, the primary audience for Nielsen uh, from the older generation um, how how are they ch- are they changing at all or because like you have people who've been in television for years and they're saying that it's not the same as it was you know in the 80s and 90s Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, even you go back as far as, uh, you know, ten years ago, you couldn't watch, I mean, yeah, there was a bit torrent and stuff, but you easily, most people couldn't very easily watch stuff without having, you know, watching it on TV. And, you know, like, like on, ter- you know, terrestrial TV. Now, Hulu and Netflix and everything, there's really, I, I honestly, I'll come right out with it. I haven't had cable now for about a year. I dropped it because my cable company, I had Charter Cable, and they were forcing me into a plan that cost $150 a month, and it had, you know, I had a DVR, and I had, like, every channel, but there was no tear down from that, and so I'd call and say, hey, I really don't need 12 HBO channels that I don't watch, and I don't need, you know, the entire sports package, because I'm never going to watch it, and they would say, well, we can, you know, knock it down to 80 for six months, and then it would go right back up to 150 so I eventually just said, screw it, and uh, deleted everything. I just have internet through them, and I have a, a Hulu account and a Netflix account. 
And literally, aside from um, CBS programming and stuff from like a couple cable channels, everything I want is on there. And that's the thing is there's a whole there's a lot of people nowadays that have that mindset where they're not watching stuff on there anymore. And you have some networks like CBS that are so stuck in the past they refuse to you know budge on their their old ways basically. And talking about that, there was a technology project product that was featured at uh, CES. Oh yeah. And it was censored because of CBS. Um, CNET is owned by CBS. Oh yeah. And 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 that just goes to show, you know, because it it allowed people to skip over com- more easily, skip over commercials and everything else. Was it like a DVR or something, or what exactly? Somewhere along those lines, huh. it was. And, and I'm like, wow, this is not surprising me at all, because of this mindset from these, you know, old networks, because. Yeah, you, you run into Fox, the Fox network and other networks and like people bash Fox News, but even they are even there they have a bit more of a clue as to uh you know, social networking and things like that. Oh yeah, I mean they pretty much thrive on it nowadays with those news networks. They're always half of them don't even do their job anymore. They're like, Tweet us any news and you know, what's your opinion? They fill up the day with, you know, user submitted <laughs> news basically. Probably the whole Jeff Gannon scandal kind of started prompting that years ago. Oh, yeah. Hot, hotmilitarystud.com. Oh, is that what the hell? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Where, where, where the, I, the, the, the identity was Jeff Gannon and his, I can't remember what his actual name was, but it just didn't end well. And it was bloggers who discovered this and, and that just kind of, and, and basically doing the media's job for them, and media's going, "Hey, look at this great find!" And, and <laughs> just let's let's do let's. Well, I mean, that's that's like, I'm not digging on Fox News. I mean, we seem, we brought that up already, but like, um, they did the whole thing with uh, Mass Effect. Someone that didn't know what they were talking about brought up Mass Effect. Uh, as being a sex simulator, and if anyone that's played that video game, it's a science fiction role-playing game. There, there's like one scene in it where, depending on the character that you've been, you know, interacting with the most, you can have like a a love scene, but it shows like one second of like a guy's butt, and that's basically the entire scene. And it's like it's it's like in a movie when you'll see like you know someone undressing, then it'll pan over and you don't see anything. Well, according to Fox News, it was like a you know a sex simulator, and you could pick anything and all this, and they actually, you know, went with this this erroneous uh, news thing for like weeks until people, until I think the company that made the game was going to sue them or something, and they finally had to drop it. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> did did they even offer any retractions or no? No, I I don't I I didn't look up on that, but I I doubt it. I mean, that probably got them ratings for the day, you know. Uh, and that, and that's you know sort of why you have people like Pierce Morgan doing what he does, and I'm like. Thinking to myself, the moment people stop paying attention to him will be the moment his ratings will go back into the toilet, and he'll shut up. I think like stuff like that though. That's one of the problems you're having is because because they've opened it up so much to people. You know, we're talking about how like new media is taking over, 
the problem is, is you have uh, you have new media. With new media comes a lot of un- unqualified people that are going to be, you know, saying they're experts on stuff. They they need to figure out a way to filter stuff out almost. But you know, then you get the censorship, and they just need. We're we're in this weird transition period right now where, you know, it's going to be kind of crazy for a little bit. We're it's going to be like how it was back in the day when, uh, you know, newspapers pretty much would run whatever news they wanted. You'd have like bunch of, you know, articles that were completely false, like Jack the Ripper strikes in New York or something <laughs> showing up, and, it, you know, you'd find out, oh, that guy just made that crap up because he thought it would be a slow news day. Um, and fun, funny thing I'm starting to realize, too, is not, not that I'm necessarily drawing a parallel, but it's something to think about. Back when you had the muckrakers, right? Yeah. In, in those days and everything else. And the newspapers were a little bit spicier than they are now. Um, making it to the seventh grade meant a lot more back then than it does now. <laughs> yeah. That and what that's telling me is more and more, and maybe it's starting to change back a little bit. People are starting to think for themselves again, and that's a good thing. Oh yeah, definitely. You're not just listening to what like Walter Cronkite tells you to think or something. Well, and and um, and people are going, oh, he's just editing this footage, making this gunshot owner look like an idiot. I just need to stop watching the show. It's horrible. Yeah. And, and which all goes back to what today's topic is, and that's why TV is on the decline, because the audience is being treated like they're stupid when they're not. Well, and like the, the whole thing we're talking about earlier with the, uh, the, the protests on the shows and stuff, like, if you notice that uh, there's a lot more intimacy with, like, uh, like you go to YouTube nowadays, and there's, like, there's a podcast I listen to, and, like, a, a news, they, you have stuff like uh, The Nerdist, which does, like, nerd-related, you know, TV programs, essentially, that Weird Al and Neil Patrick Harris and people take part in it. Then you've got, um, you know, stuff like the news program, The Young Turks, I know, is, like, more well-regarded anymore than some other, like, CNN, even. But you've got stuff like that out there showing that there is an audience for that kind of stuff. And I think, honestly, it's trying to scare, it's scaring, you know, these, these big companies. And then they turn around and do stuff like try to sue, like Warner, Warner Brothers, I know, was uh, trying to block Netflix for the longest time until recently. They actually signed a deal to have uh, their stuff on there. But like for the for a while they were like sat, purposely set, because I, 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 I come from retail I, I, uh, up until this current job that I have. I worked in retail, and they had a, uh, a, a video store, and we had to deal with uh, these 30-day holds on videos where, you know, it didn't hurt us. Brick-and-mortar stores are fine, but, like, Netflix and Redbox and some of those other things, there was a 30-day at the time, I think it's 45 now, where companies wouldn't allow them to be, you know, sold that way or rented that way. And it was just like, okay, guys, yeah, you're scared of Netflix, you're scared of Hulu, but people, I can't... I. After I stopped working there, I honestly, well, we'll, we'll go with Blockbuster, because Blockbuster was always the paradigm of, you know, places. I think the last time I set foot into a Blockbuster video was probably 15 years ago, to be honest. <laughs> you know? um, when, when I was, oddly enough, when I was briefly in, around visiting St. Louis at the time, uh, Blockbuster still existed, and it was still doing okay, but that was because they actually had the foot traffic, and now it's just... 
if I can be lazy and stay in my house and not, you know, do anything and click a button and watch a, like a brand new movie, I'm not going to get in my car, waste my $6 a gallon gas to drive up there and rent a, you know, $5 a night movie with vague late fee promises that probably aren't going to happen, you know, and then, you know, it's just, it's completely inconvenient at this point. We've, and, you know, it's, it's like the movie, the, uh, Wally, we've all we're all turning into that character. Those the, the humans from Wally, where we're gonna have pretty soon a flying toilet that we live on, but you know where we're we weigh all weigh nine hundred pounds and everything. But let's face it, once you get a taste of that that kind of you know freedom and you know your what what your what choices you have and like you know material that you're gonna consume, you're not gonna go back. You know I I don't sit there and pine for the days when remote controls didn't exist or anything. And all jokes about slapping the kid on the back of the head, having him beat your remote yeah. aside. <laughs> oh, I, I remember. I remember the old school televisions where you had to literally turn, switch a little knob just to change the channel. And well, I remember we had one that was busted at one point. We had a like a a, a set of pliers attached to it that you had. To, that was how you turned one of the like the UHF knob on it. Man, those were the days. Yeah, glad that's that's not there. <laughs> yeah, me too. And ever since I started going to college, um, I I just quit watching TV. I didn't see a use for it anymore. Um, I, I it just things just changed, and I didn't need it need to watch TV anymore. I found new interests, new hobbies, new passions. Oh yeah. Well, and that's one of the reasons I got so into uh, British science fiction, and I'm not, you know, tooting a horn saying that, like, that stuff is in any way better than American TV, because they have, you know, that's where half the horrible shows from America come from, is over there. But I was able, you know, I was really into those kind of shows, and I didn't have to, you know, watch other crap I didn't care about, you know, because I used to watch sitcoms and stuff, and, you know, you basically have 40 shows that all have the same plot as the Flintstones on anymore. And now... I can just, not, not like the dinosaur thing, but the, you know, fat guy with an attractive wife, his dumb neighbor that comes over, etc. <laughs> I, uh, I said, screw it. I, now I can go on to, you know, download other stuff that I like, and I don't have to, you know, I'm, I don't have to play by their schedule. I, I still do watch TV, but it, it doesn't run my life anymore like it did. <laughs> and that's, you know, probably a good thing. Another good thing is more people are producing their own media. And honestly, you you touched on upon a very important point. And, oh yeah. And yes, uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, the main thing here is uh, there were several several weeks ago, maybe at the beginning of this year, or maybe last year, I can't remember. Was reading something on Torrent Freak, oh, yeah. where the person was like, you know, you know, here's why they thought this was the real reason that they that you know all these lawsuits were happening everything else they're not coming after you because of the content that you're downloading oh like like the BitTorrent lawsuits and everything yeah oh yeah yeah they're it's like what they're really scared of is you know copies of you know Adobe Premiere floating around mm -hmm. and what they're really scared of is you know people putting their own stuff on YouTube and all these networks and all these, you know, holders of creative works—they're so afraid, uh, so afraid of losing control. 
Oh yeah. Well, it's it's like the the VHS and cassette tape thing all over again. You know, we have new technology. You can record stuff off of you know. But before, you know, cassettes didn't sound as good as you know listening to it on the radio, which is arguable. But they, you know, now you have uh, people can literally like you can go online and people have you know downloaded a TV show like two hours prior and stuck it up on BitTorrent, and they're scared that people are going to sell like bootleg DVDs and stuff. No. Not just, you know, sell bootleg copies, but suddenly somebody creates their own creative work, puts it on, line somewhere, and all of a sudden it's getting more popular oh, yeah. and everything else. It's it's not just control of the stuff they own, it's control of the mind share of people and that's and that's scary. Well and there's like also this sort of like I, I listen to uh, some of the when I my, my, my job that I have, I listen to a lot of podcasts and they had a uh, a recent one where they were talking about journalism and how you have a lot of journalists now that aren't formally trained. I went to you know Harvard University for journalism, right? Because that's how people in Harvard talk, I guess. But they they go to these journalism trade shows, I guess, lack for a better word. And the like, the old school journalists like do not respect the younger journalists whatsoever. And you might have someone that works for like Huffington Post or something that's just as good as another, like, one of the, the, the old-school journalists, but they don't get any respect whatsoever and just kind of looked upon like, oh, you're, you, you're, that's cute, you have a hobby. And that's going to come back and bite them because pretty soon, no one's going to buy newspapers and stuff. So, oh, heck, uh, our newspaper here in Warrensburg has issues as well, and a lot of local papers do, um, I would imagine. I wish they'd bring back that free press paper they had here that got ran out of town basically um yeah me too because that uh our town has a problem with uh for those listeners that don't know we live in a small town in missouri and basically it's really super conservative we used to have a uh like for, like for instance there was a like a cult shop in town more or less like a, a pagan witchcraft type thing and people threw bricks through its window at one point so that, that's that's the kind of town we're living in. So you know when you have a free press uh, paper coming out, you pretty much had everybody labeling it as like communist paper and all this other stuff, which was funny because it had more credible news half the time than the local paper, which was ninety percent. Here's a picture of some kid in high school that got an A in obituaries and police reports. <laughs> that's all the local paper is for me. I I don't I it, maybe if like someone I know is in the paper, I'll buy one. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I, I was in the paper once or twice, pushing for allowing. Yeah, you know, believe it or not, this is kind of a weird thing too. In Missouri, if if you're not considered a chartered city, then um, by state law, the city council does not have to allow uh, petitioning for initiatives in a city. Oh, really? And I was trying to, with a group of people, push for that, and, you know, which unfortunately was during an election year, which was probably not a good idea anyway, because <laughs> every everyone's level-headed at that time, and every resource was, and attention was, uh, sapped at that point, and they they kind of got themselves out of it by saying, bring it up, and up and informally, not formally. <laughs> informally deciding not to support such an initiative. They want you to write it with crayon on a piece of toilet paper. Well, because if they had formally 
<laughs> a form, if they had called it to a formal vote, then that would have been one thing. But they decided, I guess, not to jeopardize their image any. And well, there we have it. Oh, wow, that's so we are past the half. Oh hour wow, yeah, we hit past thirty minutes. Well. Unfortunately, we're going to try to keep these down to a half hour, so we are at our limit here. I'm Thomas. And I'm Steve. Remember, entertain yourself, educate yourself, empower yourself. Follow us on Twitter at The Next Report. TheNextReport.com is our website. From there, you can fi hopefully find our Facebook page. I need to update my website. Oops. <laughs> and everything else. And... Um, have a good night, folks. See you later. See you.